0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online now. I do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, post it, and we will do our best to get your question on air. As long as it's applicable to the subject, we will probably get it on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you can't continue to listen online, you can call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen to your phone, or if you're driving about, please use your Bluetooth. Modern science is proving what ancient wisdom cultures have known all along. We are all connected. The most powerful place of connection is the human heart. It is the single organ that not only creates a unified field among all people, but it also creates a harmonic field with the Earth itself. And tonight, my guest is filmmaker Ronna Prince, and we are going to discuss her film Sacred Journey of the Heart. Rana formed Global Wholeness Corporation in 2009 to support her vision of creating a whole and healed earth upon which human beings can find deeper connection, harmony, and peace. And Global Wholeness Corporation is a nonprofit with a mission to bring healing and wholeness to ourselves as individuals, to our communities, and to the whole earth through the power of love. And we are very fortunate that she's able to be here with us tonight. Good evening, Rona. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being this evening?
1: I am being just fine, and I'm happy <laughs> to be here with you this evening.
0: Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate your time very much. You know, your film is so fascinating, and, and I must say it's very timely.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So so many people are seeking peace, and they're trying to figure out how to live from their hearts. And your film, Sacred Journey of the Heart, really speaks So very well to that. In the introduction, your first words were the new frontier of human evolution is one that connects us, not just as a catchphrase, but it connects us in a deep and meaningful way, a way that we not only know in our minds, but a way that we feel. And when we feel it, we live it, and we live it in every aspect of our lives. And I heard that, and I thought, oh, yeah, so many people don't get that. It's so much about the feeling. And and I wonder how did you come to create this film? How how did that all come about?
1: Well, it started as a, a, an inspiration that I had that we were connected Uh, as human beings to Earth, and I intuitively knew that. Going to the sacred spaces, and I live in Arizona and, of course, love Sedona, there was just a feeling, and I thought there's there's something between me and Earth in these places, and you feel it. It's not just the famous vortexes of Sedona, but other places I would travel. So uh, I thought, well, there's a lot of feeling energy here that nobody's really talking about. And so then I was inspired to uh, take people on... The sacred sites tours throughout the world, and we thought, well, let's make a film about what happens to human beings when we're able to open our hearts and really feel the energies of these places. And the, we started from there, and that was the original inspiration. And then it, the film changed dramatically I, from that initial premise. <laughs>
0: well, as things always do, right? You start in one yes. thing, and then you're, you're just driven to the next, and you know, the universe does show us the way to go, I guess.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: You know, and you also stated that the journey of the heart is about many things, one of which is opening up to love. And that is so important because, to me, we come into this world filled with love because we, as human beings, in my belief, are made of love. We are from love. We are indeed the essence of love. And since we are all made of love and from love, then we have to be really connected. And and I don't really know when this actually hit me that I got it. I think it was a Greg Braden talk, though, and he was on your film, and that just I just loved that. But I think yeah. it was a talk that I went to in New York City, and I thought, oh, my gosh, yeah, now I get it. Was there a specific moment when it kind of hit you and you just got it, you really felt it, and you knew, oh, yeah, we are all connected?
1: Well, I've known it in my mind that that's the way it should be, because we start to be indoctrinated about five or six that we get rewarded for our mind and punished for having our feelings. And so we start to invert that—the true essence of love, which is a feeling state first and foremost—as um, we go, go through the process of the educational system as it stands now. But I, I think somewhere in my, just even all along in my whole life, I knew we're connected and we're connected by love. And um, there wasn't any one moment where it just hit me like you know a big aha. It was just this feeling, and it, w- it was the quest itself. Let me let me set out to see if I can show it and 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 help people get it and kind of have it not just a felt sense but something we can prove and that's what happened throughout the course of making the film the things that i intuitively knew then here came you know, the Institute of Heart Math that said it's true and you know um you know a lot of the other people and then reaching back to the ancient wisdom teachings of the uh, native elders throughout the world they said well of course we've known this all along you're just you're just remembering it and proving it to your western minds now
0: Mm-hmm. And that's true. We do. We are born with it, and it's something that we're not really taught in school or religion, or even by our parents. Because, it, and it's not because it's a big secret, but it's because only a few people really consciously got it, and they were considered enlightened people. But really, we're all enlightened beings. We just need to be reminded of how to be enlightened. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's correct. That's a fair statement, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Well, everybody talks about awakening and, uh, you know, there's a bit of a judgmental overtone. I mean, there are some, we could say we're all awakened. There's just certain people who have a role to help us awakening by pretending to not be awakened. So I contend that everyone is enlightened and awakened and we just remember some of us with greater clarity than others at different times in our lives.
0: Yeah, we're all on a different journey and, and, you know, we all have to, we get it when we get it, I think.
1: Yes, uh-huh. You know, when you're meant to <laughs> get it.
0: You know, and, and it's funny because I work on people in their energy fields all day long and I can feel what's happening in their heart. And there is a huge difference between someone who has an outpouring of love and someone who is craving love. And, and I've always, and, you know, sometimes I feel in a few people the lack of or ability to love or the refusal to love. And that's really sad, but it is easily changed. And your movie talks about that. You know, living well, from your heart and being able to change, it's its really kind of easy. Well, it
1: doesn't have to be as hard as, you know, going to all kinds of classes and seminars. It's a willingness, and that's why I tried to provide a formula-based, simple formula approach, dive into the heart, and it takes the willingness to go into that space and touch into some of those feelings because what we do is wall off our hearts. I'm sure you know with your clients, and you wall off your hearts because it, we've been hurt. And there's, as Rocco Arrico, the Aramaic scholar in our film says, there's no one formula. So you dive into it and you have to have the willingness to do it first and foremost. And then you tune in what's in there. And then the third part of the process is lighten up. Because if it, if we're in there mucking around in, in these unfelt feelings and it's just a lot of suffering and hardship, well, we're not going to be interested in really going through that process very many times. So I always like to emphasize the lighten up at the end. You know, have some fun with this. and uh, you know, learn about the joyful, happy emotions that we've been craving, but is when our hearts shut down, we don't have those either.
0: Right, and there, and I think um, one of the things in the movie that, that talks about how to do, you talk about dive in, tune in, and lighten up, which I, I really liked that a lot because it makes a lot of sense, but there's also a board game called Satori, which is available on the website, I believe,
1: and yeah. it, allows,
0: it allows you to express your feelings and tell your story. Do you want to speak to that for a couple of minutes?
1: Yeah, that's a part of the Radical Forgiveness um, program invented and created by Colin Tipping. And that was a turning point for me, you know, in terms of my really starting to be in the heart. You know, there it wasn't, as you asked earlier, a, a one moment, but it was a process that allowed me to go into my own heart of Radical Forgiveness with the premise the underlying premise that everything happens for a reason and as a spiritual counselor and teacher I knew that I was uh, that was an easy one for me but it was a step by step how to do it and so the part of radical forgiveness is this board game called satori which means awakening awakening to the truth you know the shift in the perspective so it's like this process of going into the heart you start on the outer uh, part of the spiral and the game progresses through three spirals as you transform your old beliefs of being a victim the first spot of the game board actually is called poor me poor me and you transform in this process of going deeper into the heart to shift your perspective that not that this whatever it is you're playing through on the board that this thing happened to me but through spiritual consciousness this experience or what's caused some pain and suffering happened for me and you get into the middle of the board game in this the space that's called a satori or an enlightenment and you're able to attempt a reframe on what from spiritual consciousness would be the purpose of some of these life lessons that we go around you know, struggling with.
0: And I, I agree with you the uh, that everything happens to us for a reason, and it is for our growth, no matter how traumatizing or hurtful or mean or wrong it may seem. You know, I know I'm very grateful for every experience I've had. Those experiences, each and every one of them, has brought me to where I am today, right now. And had I not experienced all that I had to endure, I would not be here right now doing this radio show or helping others, which is mm-hmm. pretty much why I'm here on the planet. So I'm grateful for the lessons because it's a little annoying that I didn't get it sooner and perhaps eliminating the need for the way <laughs> right. I had to get the lessons, you know, but it did work. I think I'm a full learner. <laughs> well, eventually
2: but I'm get much, it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, but it took a long time, I have to say. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm much more aware now, and I do go with my heart almost, and I'm going to say almost all the time. Has that been your experience? and how we grow and learn that people actually will start to turn and really start living from their heart. They don't even maybe realize it, but they're doing it.
1: I think that's part of the process. And you test the waters, you start to to go with your heart instead of your head. Most of us, like me included, and you, it sounds like, you know, trying to, to go from my head let me try to figure this out and analyzing and and deciding and weighing the options and then essentially at, at some point you just learn to go oh you know the the heck with it let me go with what my heart says and you follow that path and then you find out oh there's more synchronistic connections here things seem to be easier and they flow and and um, the doors open much easier happened to me in my transition from being a banker for 20 years in the world of finance and i said okay finally i surrender this thing about being a spiritual teacher it doesn't make any sense i can't analyze it it's not logic but i'm going to go ahead and do it and i just put out the word and all of a sudden the next thing i knew i was teaching workshops and i had clients and barely missed a beat in that whole process of transition if i tried to think through it it probably wouldn't have happened
0: well, you know, and that's really cool because you went from, I mean, talk about a 180.
1: You right. went from
0: the world of finance, you know, I mean,
1: yeah, that's pretty <laughs> hardcore. And it didn't make, and sometimes you know you're on the path of the heart when everyone else starts to tell you, you've lost your mind. Yeah. And I tell my clients, and you, when your friends and family are saying that, then you go, yeah, I'm going to go celebrate that. I have lost my mind, and I'm finding my heart, and that's mm-hmm. the true path. That's the place where we are connected with our passion and our purpose, and we do find that peace
0: yes i mean people have said to me you know you're crazy i say yeah you know but that's good because i know this is going to (laughs) work thank you for that thank you for the compliment now i'm driven to do it even more and it's funny because when you start to live from your heart if you really let's say keep a gratitude journal i do this you keep right you can go back and see patterns in your life and i really believed i really really believed that i lived from my heart and until about a year ago when things started changing and i realized oh my gosh this year of 2012 has truly been an inspirational year for me and i've grown so much and i realized wow i was kidding myself now i live way more from my heart than i did you know just a year ago and i have to wonder if that has something to do with the whole 2012 shift and everything because i'm seeing a lot of people really looking for things like your movie
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think there's a big part of that is the expectation around this year that it's going to be transformational, and some people hold that expectation of fear, it's something end of the world. And the it's, it's, it's 2012, it's a personal 2012 for everybody. Everybody is that I'm is, I'm seeing is experiencing, you know, the opportunity to choose between: am I going to be in my head and afraid and trying to prepare for the worst, or am I going to go with my heart and trust? And that the journey of the heart really is about trusting that inner guidance and trusting in the presence of spirit that's going to lead you, no matter what, as we say in radical forgiveness, to the right place. There are no mistakes. And sometimes it looks like there is, that we have made a mistake, but with the, uh, with some distance and time, we often find there was a purpose and a reason for something even that was painful initially. And
0: I think a lot of people, uh, that's a tough one too, forgiveness is so important to our growth and your future and how you live the rest of your life. And you can choose to be vengeful, or you can choose to be neutral, or you can choose to forgive. And the only one that really moves you forward is forgiveness. But people have trouble with that because they think what they're doing when they forgive is actually saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm letting that person off the hook, and that's not what you're doing at all. It's for you. It's really not for the person.
1: Right, and Colin Tipping also says that you know, in this, we tell the story and feel the feelings, and you're you're not condoning the behavior. You know, when someone has had a, a, a tragic experience caused by someone else's uh, inhumanity, we certainly are not condoning that behavior. But we're we're open to the possibility that our souls had something to do with it, and there was a plan behind all of it, and that can be the most challenging part of the film when I share that with Colin uh, through Colin Tipping's work and the process of my own healing from childhood abuse. Some people mm-hmm. just cannot get their minds around it, even though Colin says our mind can't handle it, that this happened. You know, the abuse of a child happened for a reason. And if the more you try to figure it out with your mind, you don't know. But when you go into that heart space, like you just said, I know that happened to me for the reason that I could share this message in my film with people and be that inspiration.
0: And maybe sometimes we don't figure out what the reason is, but we know it's for our growth. And I think that comes to you as you're going down the spiritual path and you start to forgive and you realize. And during that part of the movie, yeah, I'll admit it, I did. I was crying. I was crying. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it really was very moving. It was really quite moving. And and it helps you to get past things, things in my own life that I needed to get past. I was like, wow, okay. You know, and you can forgive people for, pretty much anything but it's difficult to do it the first time and once I think you do it and you realize the freedom of your own heart it kind of makes it easier have you found that to be true
1: yeah, the first few times, you know, I, I went through the the process of forgiveness in in Colin's step by step manner. I, you know, I, I felt some shift, but it was when I began to live it more as a lifestyle, and and you really see everything has had a purpose and meaning in my life and the lives of others that it becomes a lot easier to the point where it's literally. Changed my life. I no longer act from that space of the drama queen, and I was the pretty big drama queen <laughs> before doing this movie. You know, something would happen quote to me, and I would be calling my friends and my significant other and talking and you know stirring up that chaos energy. And I just don't do that anymore.
0: That and that's huge because yeah. so many people do do that. You know, and it, it some for some reason, it seems to in a lot of people take a really big event to teach us to how to live from the heart, and and we hold on to it, and we just keep on holding on to it because, like you said, maybe it's the drama, maybe it's the, the attention, who knows what it is, but you just hold on to it and keep it until there's a point where it's more painful to hold on to it than it is to let it go.
1: Yeah, it is, and holding on to those resentments, as I talk about in the film, You know, it occurred to me as I went through the process of, Of radical forgiveness, that if I continued to hold on to this resentment, I didn't even know I had it towards my the the perpetrators that abused me when I was a child. I kept getting these opportunities from the universe and the quantum energy field, you know, of people continuing to do things to me, you know, stealing money from me or not doing the work that I paid them for, and I was just, I was still coming from that place of resentment to from what happened to me as a child because I really hadn't forgiven, not in the radical way. Colin talks about and once I got to the core of that I stopped creating all of these attraction energies out there for people to continue in one way or another to take my power or my money or my you know something and I said that really shifted it so dramatically that I don't recreate those experiences anymore. And
0: that's that's funny, because most, a lot of people, when they come in for a treatment, they'll say, you know, the same things keep happening to me over and over and over again, and I'll try to explain to them, because you're allowing it, and you're not letting go. You're not forgiving, and you're not moving forward. You're kind of stuck, and so you're driving yourself toward the same experiences, because you're not getting it. Once you get it, the universe will leave you alone and say, okay, you learned that lesson, <laughs> and you can oh. move on. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? Yep, and, and I knew all that too in my practice, and I kept saying, Well, why? You know, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, I'm letting go. But what I was doing was a spiritual bypass. I was not allowing myself to feel, and that's where the heart comes in again because I had walled off that part of my uh, feelings, and that's why it was so hard in the film a, a decision. It was just to, to say one of the lines in there where I'm expressing something which is hatred. And most yeah. people that are spiritual, oh, you shouldn't express hatred. That's so low. It's so non-spiritual. Well, I did it for a minute in that game because I had felt it, and I'd been walling that off, and it was going through the feelings. there were, For me, and I think for most of us, we we fake that we're letting go. But you can't let it go unless you touch into the feeling for a moment, acknowledge it, appreciate the lesson that came in, because the only thing that transforms it is appreciation and love, and that's one of the central themes of the movie
0: and, yes and and people you know you can you we're human first we're human beings we're spiritual but we're human beings we're in a human form so we have to express things and saying that you hate someone maybe that's not a, a spiritual thing to say but it's a feeling and you have a right to your feelings as you said to touch base with them and to then let it go and you can still be a spiritual person you're still a spiritual person just because you, you hated something that occurred and you were expressing it, but so many people think you have to be almost saint-like
1: in order to yeah. be spiritual, and that's not it at all. Yeah, I think that's missing the teaching, because especially in the process of the radical forgiveness, and I'm glad we're spending a lot of time on that, because it's such brilliant work. I'm, you know, it was I hated the activity that, that happened, and you know, but mm-hmm. saw the agreement between uh, my father and I why this happened, and in fact the radical part of radical forgiveness is you get to the end and you say, There's nothing to forgive. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's really no forgiveness necessary. There's gratitude and and on a spiritual level. Again, it's not it's not the human level. On the human level that was wrong. But on the spiritual level I can see oh, this is what we agreed to do and I'm so <laughs> grateful that we ha I had somebody there to teach me that lesson and that's again one of the hardest concepts of radical forgiveness, that there's nothing to forgive.
0: Yeah, and I think it's difficult for people to understand well, this is what we agreed to. They're like, what do you mean? And I'll try to explain to them. Yeah. There's a there's a puzzle and everybody's got a piece. Okay, And sometimes you have to sit and wait to put your piece into place. And you're just sitting and you feel like you're in a rut and you need to put your piece into place and then you can get another piece. But Everybody has their own piece. And if you were in somebody else's shoes, you would have their piece and you would do exactly what they did. So really, you shouldn't judge the other person because you would have to do what they did so that everything would go the way it's supposed to go. And people don't get that, you know, and they'll start talking about court cases or something on TV and I'll say, no, I don't know, I I can't judge. Who am I? I'm not in their shoes. I can't do that. You know, and the forgiveness thing, they don't get that, that when, when we made our contracts, if you will, before we came here, Everybody was friendly and saying, no, I'll help you with that. And you're like, okay, thanks. And then you come down mm-hmm. here it's like, I didn't know that was how you were going to help me. That's not very nice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But that gave you growth. I mean, you know, so it's easier when I look at things that way to do the forgiveness because it's it's for my growth and I think, well, I did contract to this. You you brought this in, T. This is what you came here to do and this is why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes me feel like, I don't want to say that's okay, but for lack of a better Phrase. Then this is okay. Not condoning it, just understanding it.
1: Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, and that's that's really the heart and, and soul of a lot of this work. And you know, you have to kind of see the whole the movie in its in its entirety to get it, or, or really look into all of Colin's teachings and and understand that it's not again in the human realm. These things are painful. But uh, there's really nothing to forgive at the end of the day. I say, you know, you can literally say thank you for allowing me the opportunity to forgive at such level that I move beyond the need to recreate the situation. And when people want to, you know, take me or Colin to task, you know, Colin has uh, Tipping has done this in Dachau in Germany with some uh, some Jewish people and some of the German people, and it's like if, if he can do that and there can be radical forgiveness there, or he's done it with the aboriginal tribes in Australia and there can be radical forgiveness there. Uh, in our own lives, we have the opportunity to walk through that doorway and then change the, the quantum signal from within that we, we get a whole new uh, set of circumstances, and that's what's happened in my life, a whole new new experiences you know, new partnerships, new business agreements that are easier and flowing instead of, you know, the repetitive experience, you know, like that we have some of us with this with same story. Come on and, you know, abuse me because that's mm-hmm. what my soul had agreed to do until I woke up in that Satori moment and it said, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. It's it's finished. <laughs> it
0: really is a great way that it's presented, and I'm wondering is there Has anyone approached you or anyone else to say this would be something that would be good to put into mainstream psychology and psychiatry and help people a lot faster than with cognitive behavioral therapies?
1: Well, they have, and my my clients do that, oftentimes come in, and um, it's an interesting business model because, I, like a lot of us, I I use some of Colin's work and some of my own in Modern Mastery, but they say, you know, I've, I've been sending my Early, young adult uh, child to therapy for years and in three sessions were done and so if we could mainstream this they've suggested how do we do it how do we do it i when we first show, pre- sneak previewed the film in chicago a 20-year veteran on the chicago police force came and said i want to show this to every, the entire police department and inside of to be in schools and uh you know so we're starting i did have a hundred kids from one of the native american tribes come in and watch the film and they came out and few of them stayed behind and said wow i have a different idea of that That i can live my life from a different space yeah so this is what i might i hope to do and we're just at the beginning i'm very excited about it
0: you should be and i think you're well on your way because if you can get to the kids they're so young this is when it's critical you know the rest of us we've been trying to figure it out it's great for us that's wonderful but for them it's really really it's just so important to to get them now and let them know look you don't You know, you don't have to go through life the way that you've been taught. Because, like you said, we start ingraining children from, I don't know, when does a kid start going to school now? They're out the door at, like, 3 or something, you know. (laughs) I I mean, they were you know, (laughs) because everybody's got to work, so there's daycare or whatever. So everything's being indoctrinated into them from so many different sources. They don't really know. And these types of things need to be more mainstream. I think it's... um, I think it's wonderful, wonderful work that, that is happening here, and you also allow people to do screenings of their own. Are, are you doing screenings across the country? I think I saw a couple of things on the website.
1: Well, we're we're going to be rolling out the national tour in 2013, and the, the low-hanging fruit, the logical places to go first are the Unities and Science of Mind in those places, and um I've decided not to go into the the theatrical release avenue. We did that out here in Scottsdale, and it's just for a filmmaker, it's very expensive, and they the theaters have control over how long and how it's marketed. So, you know, we're working on the whole 2013 strategy, and we, we are selected for the Sedona 19th Annual Sedona Film Festival, and that's our second film festival selection. So, that's a, that's another way of just getting the word out and creating the buzz um about the film so we're, we're starting that process up so people can contact us through the website and find out when the schedules match up and and how they can get their own copy of the film
0: and even do their own screenings i know there's uh i'm on a couple of wellness committees and uh, their hospitals and uh, chamber of commerce and things like that and this would be great to show to screen and get it out there because then you're getting it out to the masses you know from allowing other people to do it and it's so important the work is so i don't know i just i really resonated with this movie i get a lot of different books and movies in and this one really uh spoke well you know well, really i think we, you did a great we job wanted,
1: we wanted to include the science and that's what you know makes it uh, more mainstream um and we took a lot of the high level metaphysics i have used, just started out in my career channeling and doing a lot a lot of numerology and that's not gonna to appeal to the masses, so we took all of it out and brought the science in and um, you know, some of the, the top teachers in the world of science and, and spirituality, Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza and when I was able to do that it was one of my great supporters, uh, Karen Kemnick of Stellar Productions that brought all these wonderful speakers into Sedona and then allowed me to interview them at her conference and that's how we got most of them in was through the Stellar Image Productions Gift and Shift Conference and Those are still happening out here in Sedona. So she's really helped me open a lot of doorways to bring the mainstream and the spiritual communities together.
0: And I think that's really important too. Greg Braden speaks to that. He has in the past as well and says, you know, this, and
1: so does Bruce Lipton.
0: This is where, you know, science meets spirituality. And it's very cool to see that mix going on from these people who are credible, highly regarded, well-respected in their fields and that they're out there willing to to work on films with filmmakers such as yourself and actually – get it out there so people understand that this isn't this isn't all magic and woo-woo. This is real. There's science behind it because so many people won't take anything unless they know that there's science behind it. And I have to admit, before I got into doing energy work myself, I took quantum physics courses because I wanted to know, is there science behind this? Is this real or what? And I realized, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this is really cool, you know? So, but, and to me, it is kind of like magic, but I think life is magic, so, you know. It, I mean, the whole thing is just, like, wonderful. I, I just really... Um, that you think it was good. Now, in your film, you speak about the laws of confluence. The feeling builds connection, heart creates wholeness, love manifests abundance. Would you like to expand on that a bit?
1: Sure. That's one of the concepts that I developed even before I started with the film because uh, another part of my inspiration was I felt there was a big piece missing in what was developing 10 years ago or so as these spiritual or these transformational consciousness films and books with the law of attraction, which for me is kind of ground floor. It it works. There's the cause, you know, what you think, you know, everybody probably listening to the show knows that. You attract your thoughts and that's primarily about thoughts and if you say affirmations and you think the right things, then you can create a new uh, reality. And as I was counseling women, primarily women in trans transition, of jobs and you know relationship changes and all kinds of things you know we worked a lot on affirmations and thinking the right things and it just wasn't happening and so i said well let's bring the element of feeling can we say this affirmation with all the you know the the powerful feeling of gratitude in our hearts or the desire of our our heart's desire as we're saying this not just you know go you know wrote say this thing over and over so Uh, It occurred to me then it's really the connection, the intersection point as people's lives started to change and my clients jumped off the cliff and went for their heart's desire and it manifested. So the law of confluence for me, the confluence means a weaving together, not just of an uh, an opposite or or a like, like attract light or opposite. It's a weaving together of my personal will, the divine will, and the greater whole so that it's coming together right through the heart, through the feeling and the connection and the love, and that's um, one thing that I, I had to argue and make my point to leave in the film, and it shows up, you know, just as a black screen at a certain turning point in the film, and and people just sit there and they they get it. I can I can feel I'm being an intuitive. I can feel I'm getting it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the place. That's where it's the intersection is the heart and the feeling and love.
0: Yeah, I can't believe somebody actually thought they should take that out.
1: I'm in shock because yeah. that was like – it really,
0: it, no, seriously, it really hit me yeah. because I'm often, I often tell people, you know, your heart is your GPS. Follow it. Go with it. Don't let your brain where your ego resides tell you what to do. And I ask them to really sense and feel that all of us are connected and feel what it is that you're focused on as if you already have it or are doing it and envision it and, and it will happen. You can think all the thoughts you want. If you're not feeling it – you're not going to make it occur. It won't happen in your life. You have to feel it. You have to really, like, live it, breathe it, eat it, drink it, whatever. And, you know, and I'll tell them, too, when you think about that and you realize that we're all connected and we can do this because everything's energy and energy is just, you know, flowing back and forth and it's just how it's coming at us, you can manipulate it. And if you're part of me and I'm part of you and we're all part of everybody else, why would you want to do something to hurt another person? Because in actuality, you're hurting yourself. So feeling has something to do with so much stuff. And that, I mean, that came out. I liked that part of the movie best. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was, was, well, those were the, the, the head people that wanted to take it out. And, It really, you know, and I like to give people examples, like I travel a lot, so I go through the TSA uh, procedures, and I will not go through those things where they're taking a full-body scan x-ray because I don't think it's safe in spite of what they say. So I say, I'm going to have a pat pat down every time. And that Mm -hmm. used to really upset me given my past of, you know, having been physically abused. I would come out of there shaking and all out of sorts. And now I go through it and I just bring that heart signal into my heart. The same thing I say to these wonderful TSA ladies in my my heart, not out loud, they don't get Mm -hmm. too weird at the airport, but I say, you know, in my heart, I say, you are the same as me. And as they're patting me down, I'm loving them as being exactly like myself. Their field shifts, they lighten up, they're happy. We are end up joking and smiling, and I'm off on my way, and I just sent a whole new signal into that field at the airport. It's, just, it's simple. It's that easy. And we use it in everyday practical experiences, and we do that, you know, when a kid, you know, when one of my children is upset, I just say in, in my heart again, you're, you're part of me, it's okay. Whatever feeling you're expressing, it, I, I love you and, you know, we are connected.
0: And, and that's really an interesting point, too, because I, I will say to people, you know when you are doing things that are felt from the heart, you're shifting the energy around you constantly, and everybody else's energy shifts. You can't change people, but people change because you're shifting. And exactly. That's really, yeah, that's really cool to know that because you can fix negative relationships, you can fix You can fix almost anything, and if you know this and you live your day, and this is what living from the heart is to me, if you live your day knowing that and really being cognizant, which is, I think, a big problem for for many. First of all, a lot of people don't have a filter, so things just fly out of their mouth, and other people just do things without thinking about the other person. But if you're cognizant and you have that feeling and you think that way, everything around you will change, and it really is kind of magical to watch. You can see it. You can actually see it.
1: You can see it and feel it and and the science is presented as to why that's true in the film and for those of us with the Western mind we like that and so many spiritual people that have seen the film said, Oh, that's why this works <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. because your heartbeat is being you know, when we're together, your heartbeat's registering in my brainwave. So you can take a per and vice versa. Someone who's upset and you don't even say a word, you drop into the technique of heart coherence, a specific technique. And things calm down and they shift. And, and, you know, Greg has done this in conferences with a room yes. full of people who talked about that. And HeartMath does that all the time in their trainings. And I, I loved it so much I went and got licensed by the Institute of HeartMath to be able to do this with my clients to teach these techniques that are very yeah, simple. But, yeah,
0: the heart coherence techniques that Greg has done that I've seen him do are amazing. It shifts mm-hmm. all the energy in the room. People who, who come in in a negative spirit, leave in a more positive spirit and you know I have to tell you here in the east we experienced the wrath of Hurricane Sandy on October 29th and it was one year to the day after what was referred to as Snowmageddon and I had the opportunity during both storms to live without power which is not good when you live where I live because that means you don't have flushing toilets and you have no hot water and you have no running water at all so it's kind of you know it's not it loses its novelty after a couple of days so after two weeks you kind of you know
2: it's not great
0: (laughs) but when the heat when the power came back on and I went to the grocery store, people looked totally different to me. And it wasn't that we weren't all dressed up like Nanook in the North anymore. It gave me hope. I noticed that I wasn't really seeing the people as I did just two days before when I went there just to walk up and down the empty store aisles because it was warm. But they, you could see their spirit. You could feel it. And it was almost palpable. You could see that there was hope. And all, we've all been through a lot. But their spirit was their spirit was so strong, you weren't really looking at people. I know that probably sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it sense to me. Oh um, yeah. You know, I knew it would. That's why I said it. I figured you know, I'm safe. You know, she'll she like will have my back and listen may think I'm not sort she'll have my back. Um <laughs> yeah. but you real honest to God, you could really see like their spirit. And I came home and I called a friend of mine who's a numerologist and I spoke to her and I said, Gene, what do you think? And she goes, yeah, T, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think you're seeing like a reflection of what is, was happening to you as well because we see in others what's reflected. But it was all over the place, and I could tell they were seeing it too. It was palpable. It was amazing. And to see that kind of stuff after such an ordeal gave me so much hope. You know, just, I think that there's a lot of people that are are seeking this type of information, and your movie goes into the radical forgiveness, and it goes into heart coherence, and it speaks about the law of confluence, and so many things that people, they know somewhere, but you give it to them. You're spoon-feeding it to them so that they get it, and that's, I think, what is so important about your movie getting out there and people seeing the film. Yeah, and they
1: they feel, and this The group experience. One thing that's nice about having it, going to a a, a screening or a theater, is that's the group you're creating a group heart. And then after the film, people don't want to leave. They want to sit there and talk about it. And of course, I love talking about my film. But then we we can practice some heart coherence together because the question that pretty much comes up after the film will. There's so much information in there. Well, what 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 do we do? What's the first thing we do? And uh, you know, it's we we you can just touch your heart, you know. And when you're feeling all confused up in your mind, just touch your heart and close your eyes and feel your heart for a minute. And you know, you can get onto the Institute of heart Math and learn about quick coherence. Uh, um, and then we have you know follow-up workshops, of course, that we do. But it's it's that sense of community that people are craving, you know, and they want to stay in that place you know in the after the theater and talk about it and um, they're excited to know there's actually something that we can do to get out of our heads so much and into our hearts and start to live by these laws of confluence which is community which i think what you were seeing the communal we've been through this together and we've we've made it and we having compassion for each other we all become uplifted
0: yeah, I, I absolutely agree because it was just amazing. And it it still lingers. I can still see it and feel it when I walk around amongst people. I, and it's not the holiday season because that's different. There's a totally different feel to that. I know that feel all too well. This is different. Something happened. Something happened
1: here, and it was very cool. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: there, you mentioned numerology for a moment, and I, I love numerology. That's my my first passion really before even a lot of other things happened in my my role as a, a spiritual teacher. And there's a secret about Sacred Journey of the Heart, and that is that the numerology of the title of the film is 111. Sacred Journey of the Heart equals 111 in numerology. So all, a lot of these people that I would ask, do you want to be in this film called Sacred Journey of the Heart? I, in my heart, I know they were responding to the vibration of that of that title and they say that sounds pretty good. Sure, before they knew much more about it, other than the title, you know. And I had an occasion to, you know, good word put in um, for by, for me by someone that they knew. But it's that it's the energy that's not even known <laughs> that that is the 111, which for me is the, the 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 confluence of three things. You know, it's no longer the duality that we're moving beyond. This December of 2012, we're just having all these wonderful numerical days, just having you know shifted past December 1st, one two one two one two, 1, 2 you know this whole duality, and that we're all being asked to choose what way do you want to be, beyond uh, polarity and duality, and then really the answer resides in the heart. You know,
0: it's funny that you say that because when I got the email from, I think it was either, either um, Ginger or Jill Mangino, one of the two of them who mm-hmm. work with you, uh, all they said was, we have this film called Sacred Journey and the Heart. I said, send it.
1: The title's good, but it's really that that's the secret is the vibration behind it. And that's yeah. the same sort of thing exists in the laws of confluence. There's one little word you put on it that I did agree to take off which it, it's really called the meta laws of confluence the meta laws which is a beyond the ordinary law and all of those laws every the letters letter by letter the numerological sum total is 360 360 so it's a complete circle those laws create a vibrational energy of connection and circle so anybody's a numerologist out there that's another little fact about the film <laughs>
0: I know there's one listening, but you know what? You mentioned the 360-degree review.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that part of that? That's part of it too, and that's uh, one. That's something I created. I, I guess it's not mm-hmm. quite clear in the film, but that's my my original work. Is the the 360 degrees where we go from our own heart out seven concentric layers, and we reflect everything back to us, and we're doing that in. Workshops, And I had some people just on Saturday have a major metanoia aha moment because they said, oh, my gosh, every single thing that they listed in their seven concentric circles that they wish would be different, they said, there's the energy of disregard. And she said, oh, my gosh, she was complaining bitterly about the education system and one of those like fourth or fifth layers out, how there isn't any time for the quality things anymore and they're cutting out the things that bring children joy. And she goes, that's exactly what I've been doing to myself in all of my busyness. Mm-hmm. It's a it's pretty, you know, interesting, just reflective technique back into your own life, just for a minute. That doesn't mean that we have to put up with all of that, but if we just look back to our own hearts, it tells us some very interesting information about what we're doing in our own lives. Sure, self-reflection. I think you said
0: self-consciousness and self-awareness. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That was very empowering. That was a good part of the movie. I just wanted you to speak to it because the listeners, I don't know that any of them have actually seen the movie yet, but I'm hoping that they will because there's a couple of things here. First of all, you can go on the site and you can buy the movie, the DVD, and give it as a gift for yourself, for your family, for your community, whatever it is. You can go in and learn how to be somebody who can do screening so that you can show it in a group and, and do it the proper way so that you know everything is good about it um and there and then the Satori game is on there as well which mm-hmm. I thought was fascinating, and I thought this is something, this is probably one of the best board games out there instead of playing Monopoly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> something else to have in case yeah. the power goes out, keep it in your house, just in case, you know, no. <laughs> you know? A, little, um. a little fun with feelings on a Saturday night, <laughs> no, but seriously, because you would learn so much from, and it would be a real growth for, for a couple, or a family, or friends, anybody, it really would, I just found it fascinating, and and your work is fascinating too, and, and of course I'm passionate about that type of work as well so I'm going to go down that line and say oh yeah okay this is really cool what does she do and it's just really I think the film I can't say enough that it really put it together so well that people can understand it it's not over anybody's head it's not so scientific that you're not going to get it you understand it and there's an awareness that just comes in and kind of hits you between the eyes And the, you know the funny part is that the third eye chakra is the energy center of wisdom but I kind of laugh at that because I really believe the true wisdom comes from listening to your heart, <laughs> right?) Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know So yeah, that's very, very interesting. But um, if you wouldn't mind telling our audience, because our time is almost up here, where, where they can find out more about you, your classes, I know that uh, the website for the film is sacredjourneyoftheheart.com, um, but go ahead and tell us more about you know, where and where they can find out about you and how they can purchase the film and all of that good stuff.
1: Well, the film is going to be actually where you can go in and order it is going to be on the the 10th of December. So right, I'm I'm just waiting for those DVDs that are being duplicated right now to hit the warehouse. And that's before I really announce it because I, I would want people to make sure if they order it they can get it for Christmas. But So we're just a few days from that, just to be mm-hmm. clear. So they'll, if people go, they'll go, why can't I get it yet? On the 10th of December you'll be able to, so on sacredjourneyoftheheart.com. And then my individual practice that I've been doing now for about um, nine years as a spiritual intuitive counselor, you can learn about that on modernmastery.com which is where I've evolved to now. I used to work the Ascended Masters. Now I work with human beings and us being the modern masters that we came here to be. So you can learn about the different things I do numerology and uh, the radical forgiveness coaching and my own proprietary process, which is sort of a compilation of all this where we start from um, first of all, the awareness that we're shut down in the heart, and then the acceptance of that fact, and then the appreciation again that love is the only thing that transforms it. We can't just say, "I want to let it go," or "This has to stop." It's when we see the gift in it that we can shift. And so, my, I do work with people all over the world in, in telephone consultations. You don't have to be in Arizona or Chicago where I teach in person. And uh, you'll be able to see, too, what, what our 2013 schedule's shaping up to be and some of the conferences and film festivals that we're being selected for.
0: Oh, that's terrific because uh, in Chicago it's kind of close to me. It's only halfway across the country, so that's not bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I can do that. <laughs> you know, that's easy. I love taking classes like this because when they're different, and yours are different, you can just tell by your energy, of course, you know, that yours are really um I'm gonna say I can picture people being in a group but feeling like you're you're speaking to them personally and giving them their own guidance. It just feels like that's the way that you would teach. It would come across that way.
1: It it and, does. I, I, I don't come across as somebody who has all the answers but I've just <laughs> lived this path so much and I have lots of anecdotes and stories, you know, between my life and having gone through what a lot of people have have, you know, with divorce at midlife and four kids and, you know, lots of challenges, ups and downs and successes and things that didn't look like successes initially, and I use all of that. I, I pretty much, you know, tell it like it is. I don't present myself as someone is who's perfect by any means at all. I say, you know, I've had a lot of great experiences and seem to manifest these things more so when I'm in the heart now than ever before. So it's we have a lot of fun, and my, my life partner is um, Dr. Donald Backstrom, and he's in the film. He's a chiropractor. And he also has an MS in clinical psychology. And so when we teach together, you have uh, what I think is a really amazing combination of all the, the work I do in this um, spiritual and individual counseling and in his practice as a true, true holistic physician and also who understands the psychology of it. So. And he is the funny, he's the funny man. I'm more of the straight man <laughs> on the team. But he has got, he's a, an amazing kinesthetic teacher. And he offers uh, people all over the country um, hormone, the salivary hormone and the adrenal gland testing that we talk about in the film. Because we say, you know, if you don't get your adrenals and the stress under control, it's not going to matter a whole lot, you know, what are these, a lot of other things you do. Because we're, a lot of us are depleted and on kind of empty. So he provides a lot of that medical uh, background and and the tools for that. And then we have so much fun teaching these workshops together.
0: You know, I'm going to mention something about him. You said he does a lot with adrenals. And I have to tell you, that's a very popular ailment
1: right now. Yeah. (laughs) It, it really is. is.
0: It's almost at epidemic levels. I I can't even stand it. People come in they'll say, oh, my yep. adrenals. And then you'll start to work mm-hmm. on them and you realize, yep, root chakra, here we yeah, go.
1: They're, they're like toast. And he, he's, he's catching this in, in people in their 20s now. It used to be something for people 40 and over. And kids are under adrenal stress. And uh, it's... It's really, really important, and you don't get much uh, credence for that in traditional medical practice. But, you know, people go, why am I not getting better? You're not getting better because you're in a state of exhaustion. All the medicine and all the organic food and the vitamins in the world aren't going to make you better if your your adrenal glands are constantly stuck on, on the stress hormone production cortisol.
0: Well, now, I know this is supposed to be a sacred journey of the heart, but I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind telling us what his <laughs> website is. If you like I don't think you're going to mind. <laughs> no, I will not mind. His
1: his website is Backstrom Wellness. So his it's really his name. He's a chiropractor. It's back, like B-A-C-K-S-T-R-O-M, wellness.com. And so he provides that kind of, that basic ground level, you know, we got to take care of those adrenals and find out where you are on the map of your overall wellness before you can really start to see results from a lot of these other techniques and i just see so many people that near physiological collapse and they're going i I can't do it anymore and it's like you're right you got to get those adrenals back uh, being able to produce the dhea the relaxation and rejuvenation um, hormone, And the exciting thing is with the techniques you show in the movie, you are absolutely learn how to be in control. It's up to me now if I'm going to put stress hormones in my body all day long. I, I choose. I never yeah. knew I'd get to choose what hormone I'm producing, and now I know how to do it. So I choose to get all stressed out at the end of the day, I go, oops, I... I guess I was in for that lesson again.
0: Chose <laughs> so wrong today.
1: Oh well, I'll go to the vending machine and
0: choose another letter and number
1: tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I just true. do my I do my heart math. I stick myself on my computer and do uh, the M Wave feedback process. And I as those are on the film website too. The M Wave, and I I uh, I sell those, and and I do conference calls to help people know how to use them. Because then I don't I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. I'm going to do it before. I, uh five minutes before I sit down and, and make dinner for my family with stress going into the meal, I go, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get myself into coherence and I'm going to fix that meal with calm, smooth energy and compassion and love.
0: And, and this is really cool. It's like one-stop shopping
1: when we go to your site and, and like
0: it really is no i'm serious i'm not getting here you know you have to check this out people because i i'm telling you i get more people that come in and i have said to people you've got to get your adrenals checked i'm feeling it you got to go do it well can't you fix it it's like first of all i don't heal or cure anybody i am a sound therapist and a reiki master no one on the planet heals or cure anybody except yourself you need to take action and you need to go and get your adrenals checked because we're not there yet that Reiki's going to wipe it all away in one fell swoop you need to go and do this I, And people don't understand that. It is helpful. It will help them with conventional or holistic treatments, but it's not going to. Now, I've had some miracles happen, but it's not, you know, that's not the norm. It's just not the norm. So to send people to a place, and it's really tough to find somebody who's good in adrenal glands. So I'm very thankful that you gave me this, um, backstromwellness.com. I'm sure I'll be on the LA later on tonight. Yeah, and he
1: he sends you the kit, and then you get a consultation with him. And, and, you know, there's several ways you can go about healing the adrenals. You can use the M-Wave, which is what I did. I didn't even use supplementation. I just went through testing before and testing six months after practicing heart math coherence with the feedback, with this M-Wave device, and um, my adrenal glands got back on track, back online, and, um, you know, all kinds of good stuff. I sleep better, I'm happier. Yeah, anyway, I, I
0: she's coming in tomorrow. She's going to get this information. She will be contacting yeah. him, I'm sure. I know she will because it's right. just too, uh, you know, I look at her and I think, I, I, you are not listening to me. You need to go get this yeah. check. She's coming in for yeah. a year. And, and you, you don't have to go. The- well,
1: there's nobody in my area. You can do this with Dr. Backstrom, and he'll, you know, he'll talk to you over the phone about it. And based on the medical testing, you know, not just an idea, but here's where, here's exactly where you are on the map of your adrenal health. So then all the rest of the stuff, the Reiki works better, the the heart math, the coherence works better. All the stuff works better when you're rested and you're and you're able to produce some of that wonderful DHEA hormone naturally.
0: Yeah, everything sounds sorry if were great the bowls play beautifully on them when they're doing wet when they're, you know yeah. I mean, I'm here to release the blocks and I can help you with that it's going to last until you know you step outside and people pollution and air pollution and the environment hits you and you're being killed again you know so yeah. oh that's really good information I appreciate you taking the time to yeah.
1: <laughs> I got one other little thing as a musician you probably would like to uh, hear the you probably heard the song at the end and I co wrote that and the song is available for a dollar twenty nine to purchase and that's kind of like three spirals. There's three verses and we can do a whole workshop on the song Sacred Journey of the Heart. So people might want to look at that and just get a little flavor of what this is about. You know, go on the website and buy the song for a buck twenty nine and that's part of that spiral journey into the heart.
0: Yes, and I almost did that and then the phone rang and then I had to get in and do the show and stuff and I'm like I wrote it down. Get go get go to that and get that. It's a buck twenty nine. What got to lose I love it at the end it was i really like your film what can i say
1: (laughs) yeah thank you so much i can say that thank you for liking the film (laughs) yeah
0: and putting it out there i think it's great and i really appreciate you taking the time to be here thank you so so very much for that too i i I know that you're very busy and but i do appreciate you taking time for being here so thank you i thoroughly
1: enjoyed it and thank you
0: Oh, you're quite welcome. And, you know, listeners, you need to spread the word. If you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, share it with your friends. Send the link to the show so that they can be made aware of the wonderful things that are offered on this program. All of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes out of their day to help us all, and they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all of these wonderful guests who share their time and expertise with us. So please be sure to pass the word, make others aware, and share with your friends and families so they too will be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone. And on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday for another great show. Mark your calendar so you remember to tune in. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantum-wellness-center.com. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRGAwareRadio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host. T love here at energy awareness radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week take care stay well and remember living from your heart is quite easy you need only give thanks to do so have a great week